Welcome to Silently Bleeding, Hope for the Pastor's Wife. I'm your host, Jan McIntyre. Thank you so much for joining us on Silently Bleeding. It is my great pleasure to introduce to you Sheila Harper. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Sheila, you have an amazing ministry. Could you tell me just a little bit about that? Oh, absolutely. I would love to. The ministry that I founded back in 2000 is called Save One. And what we do is we help men, women, and families recover after abortion. And a lot of times people will say, you know, well, why aren't you helping those people who are in the pregnancy? Why are you only helping those afterward after they've already chosen abortion? And it's because it is literally just the heart of the church to help the people who are hurting get restored back. And what we're seeing at Save One is that people, once they are healed, once they're they're brought back to Jesus and introduced to a Jesus who covers the sin of abortion, they never choose abortion again. Then also they become some of the greatest, loudest, most powerful voices in this debate because they know the truth. Yeah. And the truth is what sets us free. And so by doing this, the way we do this is just through three Bible studies that me and my husband wrote. I wrote the first one, which was for women. And we started having a lot of success and it was growing and, and I was only focusing on women. And then men started asking to go through the women's class. And you know, that's got to be some big time pain if yeah. a man is going to go through the women's class. And my husband and I wrote the men's study and then we started having grandparents and siblings of aborted children want to go through the study. And so then I wrote a third Bible study called The Ripple Effect. And that's how we help people. It's just literally... Just three Bible studies that we want churches to take and use as part of their small group curriculum and help people get their lives turned around because it's such a pull. It's like this sinful choice cuts deeper and is more cruel than other sinful choices because it goes against our very nature. And the whole thing was born out of my own abortion pain from an abortion I had back in 1985. So how as pastors and pastor's wives, how do we get a hold of your curriculum? Well, if you go to saveone.org or you can you can get it on Amazon too, but it helps us more if you purchase it from saveone.org. All of our resources are listed there. I've actually written 10 books and a lot of them are about the abortion issue. So there's one called Is There Not a Cause that you can purchase to just educate yourself on Planned Parenthood and what we're up against and that type of thing. But then there's also a book in there called Survivor, which is my story, my whole testimony of what happened to me after I chose abortion and how I got victory through Jesus. And then all the Bible studies are there. All our Spanish materials are there. So it's real easy to get a hold of us and to get our resources. Sheila, what is one of the most difficult things about this ministry for you? Probably one of the most difficult things that we face in this ministry, and it has been kind of across the board for 21 years, but I feel like it's changing a little bit, and I'll tell you why, is getting people's minds to change in the church. Because a lot of times in the church, we think like those, those statistics of one out of every three women of childbearing age has had an abortion. We tend to think like all that's happening outside our church. Mm -hmm. That's not really happening inside the church. And I've had pastors even say to me, well, I don't think you're going to find anybody here who's ever had an abortion. 
<laughs> and I'm like, it's so not true because those statistics are just as prevalent inside our churches or as they are outside our churches. It's just that this one subject, no one will talk about until they have permission and they know it's a safe place for them to talk. And getting people's minds to change that this is not a political issue. It's an issue that belongs in our churches. And so those are probably the biggest obstacles that we face are just the mindset that we have been, I guess, conditioned to believe that this is an issue that politics needs to take care of. And it's not an issue that we need to deal with in the church. So changing that has been an uphill battle, but I'm seeing a little bit of hope because I feel like the churches, especially with this last election and just all of the things that are going on with politics, I feel like churches are starting to rise up and realize we've got to fix this problem. To say a lot of times when I'm speaking that the definition of insanity we've all heard is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Well, it's like we keep waiting on politics to take care of this issue for us, and it's not going to change as long as politics is in control. So it's time for the church to rise up and say, it's time for us to take this issue back from politics and make it our own because the issue of life is all through God's word. Mm. I've had people say to me before, well, abortion isn't even mentioned in the Bible, but it is because if you just read God's word, you see how he sanctified life. He reveres life and it's one of the most precious gifts he ever gives us. And it's up to the church to protect life and and nurture it and bring value back to life. What kind of help is there for pastor's wives who before Jesus, they had an abortion, but because of the shame that the enemy has placed upon them, that's their deep hidden secret Mm -hmm. and hurt. What kind of hope and help is there for pastor's wives and maybe female pastors? The kind of help is we always say, come and see us at Save One. We'll take care of you, (laughs) you know, but I know from being a pastor's wife for 11 years, there's not a lot of people that you trust. There's not a lot of places that you can open up and share this deep, dark wound without knowing that this is absolutely confidential. And I'm here to tell you that we are 100% confidential. If there's a pastor's wife listening and you think, oh, I've got that managed and that's under the blood and I don't have to, to deal with that. I'm telling you, a lot of times we make decisions and we live our life seeing through the lens of that abortion. And you may have had it hidden for so long that it has just become who you are and you don't even realize it. You've managed the pain and you've got it boxed up really good. But I'm telling you, we see all the time at Save One that God takes that pain when we finally surrender it and he dissolves it. We don't have to manage it anymore or keep it covered or keep it a secret. And I'm not saying once you're healed, you're supposed to go tell everybody. That's between you and the Holy Spirit if you ever tell a single person. But I'm telling you, you're not living the most abundant life that Jesus came to give you. If you still have this secret, if if the abortion issue comes up and you feel this clutch and you're like, or you start to cry and you have to get out of the room, that is an unhealed wound that Mm -hmm. we can help you with. And even if you're a pastor's wife or a female pastor, 
we will absolutely keep this 100% confidential. You don't have to join in a group with a bunch of other people unless you just want to. We can do a one-on-one or anything like that because they're out there. We've had many pastor's wives go through the Save One program. And so they're out there. They just have to find a safe place. That's wonderful. Thank you for this ministry. Well, thank you. Sheila, how can pastors' wives and female pastors best minister to these precious women and families in our church that have that pain of abortion? Well, the first thing I say is start a Save One chapter. Literally just getting our Bible studies and all three of those Bible studies that I was talking about earlier, they mirror each other. So you can invite anyone from your church who is abortion wounded into one class. You don't have to hold three abortion recovery classes. I mean, you may have a grandmother, a man, and a woman in the same class with three different abortion experiences, but they all have their own book on the same subject each week. And so that to me is the greatest resource because we're seeing incredible results from these little Bible studies. I'm telling you, if someone, the best way to minister, the best way to open the doors for people to feel as though they are allowed to talk about this is to just talk about it from the pulpit, not in a condemning way. But I mean, it's okay to call out abortion for what it is. It is a sinful choice and, and it's something that must be stopped. But At the same time, you've got to realize that those statistics, one out of every three women, that means one out of every three men sitting in our churches every single week have lost fatherhood. And there's two families attached to every single one of those abortions. So that's grieving grandparents, that's grieving siblings, that's grieving aunts and uncles. Mm. And so, I mean, the numbers just go so, so far. And so when we talk about it from the pulpit, we also have to follow that up with hope and say, you know what, but I'm not so out of the loop that I believe that there's nobody in who, who in here who's ever experienced abortion. I know that there are people here and we want to help you and minister to you. So the language that we speak is so important. Because you can imagine, I've been called every name in the book, a a baby killer and a murderer and things like that because I chose abortion at 19. But when people who aren't healed hear those things, it just drives them further away from Jesus instead of drawing them to Jesus. And that's what we want. We want them to get back to Jesus so they never choose abortion again. And this generational curse doesn't get passed down from grandmother to mother to daughter. We've seen that over and over. Mm. It only takes that first person to step out and say, you know what, this isn't going to continue in my family. I'm going to get healing as hard as it may be. I'm going to get healing. And it ends that generational curse. And being aware of that, the language that you speak, and then offering hope to those that you know are in your congregation is the best way. Thank you, Sheila. I so appreciate you taking your time with us today. And I'm going to be honest, I had never heard of Save One until one of our ladies in our Silently Bleeding Facebook group told me about you. And Mm -hmm. she said, Jan, you've got to meet Sheila. You've got to interview her. I'm so so glad. Thank you, Lord, for this opportunity, because if I've not heard of your ministry, how many other countless pastors' wives have not, and it's needed. 
Exactly. One of the reasons why it is needed, if I can just add this on real quickly, in our society today, we see things like the pornography industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. Our drug rehab facilities have waiting lists. Like you can hardly get into one. They all have waiting lists because the problem is so unbelievable. Our divorce rate is through the roof. Our families oftentimes are so dysfunctional. Domestic violence is at an all-time high. I mean, it's like these ailments of our society. When people come to us for help, a lot of times, most often, these are the most common symptoms. They have a pornography addiction. They have a substance abuse addiction or problem. Men have a lot of uncontrolled anger, which oftentimes translates into domestic violence. They are unable to sustain a relationship. So it's like all of these ailments of our society that I just mentioned, it's easy to look at someone who has a pornography addiction and treat that symptom. But then what is the deeper root? Oftentimes their substance abuse problem or their inability to sustain a relationship oftentimes it is a past abortion. And Mm -hmm. so digging deep into that and finding the problem is just naturally heals a lot of ailments in our families, in our societies, in our churches, and things just naturally get healthier surrounding this healing. And so it's an absolutely beautiful process And one of the things that I've heard pastors say over and over is that this is a breath of fresh air because it's literally just the church being the church, just helping the broken, helping the hurting without getting political, without having to say I'm a Democrat or a Republican or I voted for this person or whatever has nothing to do with that. It just is helping the hurting. And that's what we're doing at Save One. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us on Silently Bleeding today. If this is something that you want more information, we will have it down below. And if you want to reach out to Save One, please do and find out what you can because we need to make a difference in our world for Jesus Christ. And if you're one of those, my precious friend, that you have had an abortion and your heart hurts, there is hope. There is healing. God bless my friend. Thank you for joining us on Silently Bleeding Hope for the Pastor's Wife. We trust today's podcast really encouraged you.